Dicen que traigo la suerte a todo el que está a mi lado. Y esa es mi mala fortuna. Basada en el clásico de Juan Rulfo, llega Univisión, el gallo de oro. Supongamos que la caponera puede inclinar la suerte a quien ella quiera. ¿Estás tardando en conquistarla? Con Lucero, José Ron y Plutarco Asa. Este gallo está cambiando la vida. En una historia legendaria de amor y azar. No trates de cambiarme, no lo vas a lograr. El gallo de oro, gran estreno miércoles 8 de mayo a las 9 por Univisión. Inclusive and caring children are what we all want, but reality is that sometimes we struggle with how to explain certain topics to our children. Today, we speak with Mary Jenner, mom and former pediatric oncology nurse, who created a line of toys to increase representation and help us help our children navigate some of the more complex situations in life. We read the books, we bought the things. We thought we were ready. And then life took our plans and changed them. I'm Karen, I'm Victoria's mommy, and I work in tech. And I'm Pamela. I have a baby boy named Ford, and I'm a journalist. And although we're both first-time working moms, we're actually pretty different. And that's totally okay. Because we both agree that our most important work is raising our kids. We really need each other and can only get through this together. Welcome to Motherish Moments. Good morning, Pamela. I am very excited about this topic. So just so for context, sometimes, you know, we book guests directly. And many times, um, Maria, who is a contributor on our team, will help, you know, find people and then recommend and, and book guests for us. And so yesterday, you know, in our little motherish chat, we we're like, okay, like, who do we have for tomorrow? Da, da, da. And when I started reading about this, I was like, wow, this is such an interesting concept that our guest mm -hmm. today made. And I found it to be something that, you know, is evidently very special and can be so helpful for people. So I'm excited to learn more about her journey today. Yeah. So why don't we start first with our motherish moment of the week? I'm ready with my motherish moment. Okay, so Victoria, who is <laughs> screams at the top of her lungs, I'm four and a half. Like, why do is this is the age oh. where they start getting like they care about the half. Like, and I'm like, pretty soon you're gonna be like, I'm still 39. <laughs> like 39 and 364 days. <laughs> so she's very she cares a lot about how the fact that she's uh, four and a half, but she is in a I hate school phase again and I'm like you haven't even started school yet like it's not even real you're not even going to the real school but I don't know if it's like just lingering from you know the three weeks they had off in December which is a long time ago already like I don't know but ugh, every morning it's like a I don't want to go to school so the other day I said to her okay listen you like because I had taken her to the museum and she loves learning about space she's really interested in like rocket ships and I don't know and I'm like you like this okay the people who learn about this and work with this stuff every day they have to go to school and they have to learn a lot and she goes yeah but you've never taken me to the Kennedy Space Center <sighs> breathe in breathe out and I'm like I'm going to take you when you learn how to read because you have to read a lot of things when you go to the Kennedy Space Center. So when you learn how to read, which you will do by going to school, then I'll take you to the Kennedy Space Center. Dude, she's four and a half. Like, do I really need to be reprimanded this way? But whatever. That's my mother's moment. Like, I, you pull out all the tricks. Like, you're like, okay, well, you need to. Like, it's like you're constantly, like, you have to be ready to improv, improvise. <laughs> 
any sort of response and hope that you're not like damaging them for life. I don't know. Um, I guess my mother's moment, I, I'll make it school related as well. Well, two things. One, the age thing is funny because every time they ask Ford how old he is at the park, he's like five. <laughs> I don't know why he's like sticking what? with his age. I'm like, no, you're not. You're three. <laughs> you know, and I, I like when he like, obviously, I don't want him thinking he's five because my excuse always like he's very big for his age. But he's still three. He's still a three-year-old. Like he's still Can't a child. He's three. He doesn't look three at all. Like, he's like five. He wears a five five T six T. So maybe that's why he thinks he's five. I don't know. I don't know where he saw that he's five or he thinks he's five. But now he thinks it's funny. So like he'll be like five and then he'll laugh. I mean, no, you're not five. Like first of all, don't be a liar. You're not five. And um, but it's it's funny. I don't and he won't say three, no matter what. Like I can't get him to say his actual age at this point. But it was cool. We get an email saying, hey, just to notify the parents, his report card is available at the parent, you know, online portal, whatever. I was like logging on. I get it to my work laptop. I'm, I, I was so nervous. I was literally, I felt like I was checking, like, this is it. This is like kids report card of life. Like, what's his GPA? Oh, what's God. What's going please on? Stop. Please stop. Um, <laughs> so I'm like, I'm opening the document, like downloading the PDF. And I'm looking at like, okay. And he did great. It's fine. It's great. He's fine. He's three years old. He's doing great. So then <laughs> I come home. You, this is you telling yourself. Yes, it's exactly. fine. There's no, exactly. I don't see advanced placement yet, but it's fine. Yeah, I'm like, why is he not gifted? <laughs> like, what's happening? So I come back and I'm like, okay, let me, let me review. Because I want him, I just want him to enjoy learning. And I, for me, learning was very easy. So I love going to school. I love math. I was really good at math. And I just want him to be just, um, just like you. No, what that, are you trying that, to say? I wanted to just it, to be so easy for him that he enjoys going to school. That it's not a struggle for him. That he doesn't associate going to school with like a struggle or like something negative. Like, I want him to just be fun, right? Mm. So I'm like, okay, the more I review numbers and letters, like the easier it's gonna be. Listen, I I feel like I want to send another gift to the teacher because I try to teach my child for like <clears throat> ten minutes. The second, like I thought, okay, he gets it, perfect. One, two, three. What number is this? What number is this? Great, great, great. And then like after a while, I feel like he just starts guessing, right? So I'm like, okay, what number is this? And he was like a four. He's like eight. What do you mean this is an eight? Like I oh have no. Oh my God, Pamela, he's three. I know. But I realized that it's very hard to teach little children. If you really care about numbers. Child, yeah. If you really care about numbers, quick tip. See if he will watch number blocks, which is amazing. Like someone mentioned that. Number blocks right. yeah, is I know. such a good show um, for kids. I really love it. And like you're literally learning math in an entertaining way. It's amazing. And I Victoria watches it in Spanish. It's amazing. That's all. Okay. Okay. It's a little plug. Um, yeah. A little plug for there. But uh, it's just funny. And but it's just it just made me realize that it does take a special gift for to people teach. who teach. Yes, yeah, called children to. Read and same thing with the letters. I'm like, what letter is this? No, no. The other day I go, okay, I, I saw that you learned the letter Q. So what starts with Q? He's like, mm, Sabanita. I'm like, what? I guess he has seen a picture of a quilt in the demonstration. And for him, that's una sabanita. Like una. Oh. And then he, I'm like, no for it. I'm like, okay, but maybe you meant to say this. Okay, great. What else starts with a Q? He's like, mm, princess. I'm like, what are you saying? And then I realized the picture was of the queen with a crown. So I'm like, okay, wait, this is a queen. Not, you know, but, but imagine my face. I have zero patience for that. But I love him and he's doing great. And I just wanted to once again honor his teachers for having all the patience that they do to teach your children. <laughs> You're like, to read this is why I'm a journalist because <laughs> I can't do this. Mary, are you ready to share your mother? Welcome to motherish. <laughs> Yes. 
I would say most recently, my motherish moment is I, so I just got back from like a week long business trip, basically. So I was away from my daughter for quite a long time. And of course, being 23 weeks pregnant and on a plane, I got sick. So immediately after getting back from my long trip, I'm isolating away from my daughter and my husband, which is really hard because my daughter sleeps in our bed a lot of the time. Mm -hmm. How old is your daughter now? She's four and a half. And so my husband works from home. So the past couple of days, he's been working from home and my daughter's been upstairs kind of just doing her own thing, being independent. And I've just been asleep in bed trying to stay away from both of them. And yesterday, my daughter was saying, she's like, I, I want to cuddle with you, mom. And I'm like, I know, I'm so sorry. And I felt really bad. And she watched a lot of screen time. So I was feeling really terrible because I'm not sure what else we're supposed to do in these situations. But then she got sick last night, which I feel terrible for. But she comes in and she was so excited because she's like, yay, we can be together now. (laughs) Now it's my daughter and I and my husband's living in his office downstairs. (laughs) Oh, my God. That's so funny because as soon as she said then she got sick last night, I was like, oh, yay. Now they can be together. I know. I know. It's so terrible. Let me introduce Mary. Mary Jenner is a former pediatric oncology nurse. She's an author and she came up with The Butterfly Pig, which is an online boutique where she makes toy medical devices for dolls and stuffed animals. And she's going to go ahead and explain to us exactly what these look like and how she came up with this idea. But mostly it's really to increase representation in the toy world. And I think it also helps children navigate Um, Whether they're going through a medical diagnosis or whether they have a friend who's going through something that helps them kind of understand in their own language and in their own way what these children are going through. So welcome to Motherish Mares. So how did the butterfly pig idea, you know, how did you come up with it? Yeah, you know, the idea for the mini medical toys really came about while um, I was working as a nurse in pediatric oncology. And just day after day, I found that it'd be so much easier like when I'd go in to do a blood draw on one of my patients that I would practice and show it on their stuffed animal first um, just so they had time to process and understand what was going to happen. And that simple act made the world a difference. Like it's terrible because a lot of the standard when you're doing pediatric care, if you have to draw blood or do a shot and the child's really fearful and, you know, not having it. The outdated standard right now is to restrain them. Like a lot of the times you have the parent hold them and it's so sad. So it would turn from that to them just sitting still on their own accord because they understood what was going to happen. And so it really just, it made me start thinking that we need to have more toys like that because it's easy to make like a pretend IV tape stuff on there and practice on a stuffed animal but there's so many other things out there that really need to be made and that's why I started making the medical toys it's a funny I used to love and I still do when four plays pretend doctor um, with these stuffed animals or even with me like the fact that they're able and it's funny because even when there are young age they're able to to understand the purpose and the meaning behind each, you know, like the thermometer and like the injection and the pretend band-aid. And it's just, it's nice to see them how like naturally they're so empathetic and like, 
they know about healing and you know mm-hmm. what was the response for parents who had children that was going that were going through a medical diagnosis and ha- what did, what does this mean for them yeah you know every parent and like even the medical professionals are just so excited of course they're excited because they can show their child that they're represented in toys but it is it just gives them another avenue to educate about what's going on and allow their kid to process their own medical experiences through play, which is how children learn best. And um, one of my favorite stories is a family friend of ours, son has the hypoplastic left heart syndrome, and he gets a ton of echoes. And it really, we have our tiny toy echo machine that we gave to him. And it really changed something that was happening to him that was a little fearful and unknown to him marching right in there with his tiny echo machine and actually teaching the techs with it what was going to happen. And she said it was just, it just made the world a difference because now he's involved, he feels empowered, he knows what's going to happen. So he's, he's not just, you know, scared and not sure because it's so unknown. What are some of the toys that you've currently developed? Like what are, what is the range of, of things that you have now? Yeah, we have over 64 different <laughs> devices now. And that was, gosh, I think I've made a couple since then. Um, it started with hearing aids and G-tubes, like smaller items, because um, I was actually making them out of clay to begin with. So um, then I, I realized that was not feasible. So we ended up um, expanding to 3D printers and designing everything in CAD software online. And so now, gosh, we still have like hearing aids, cochlear implants, G-tubes. But we also have feeding pumps, IV poles, infusion pumps echo machines, ventilators, like there's a ton of different stuff. Wow. That's great. It's funny because now that you mentioned the hearing aid, I think Ford saw a hearing aid on someone at the, at the supermarket and he was like, oh, what is that? But asking the person that. And again, children don't know when it's appropriate, what's not appropriate. And I feel like sometimes parents get embarrassed more than the children, right? Than the mm-hmm. child, because I think people are also sensitive. Like if they're the ones with, with the device, they kind of are used to either getting a lot of questions yeah. or getting fingers pointed at them. And this will be a great tool, I think, to to actually have the conversation with our children. Because I think, I mean, I'm, I include myself in that group where like sometimes I just kind of avoid it. Like unless you come across it, you really don't sit down and kind of have the conversation. And when you do, you kind of like, at least I struggle how to explain like, okay, this is, you know, don't po- like, do you say don't point at it? Or, you know, like, what's the advice that like, what's the best way you think to have these yeah. conversations with our children? Children are curious creatures. So I know my daughter does it too. If she sees something new, they're staring and they want to know. Of course, depends on the person uh, with the medical device because I think most often they'd rather that the kid just ask them about it so they can educate. But I know they probably get that a lot. So that's where I'm hoping like with these toys, a lot of teachers too, if they have a kid with a hearing aid, they're buying these. So it just helps normalize the medical difference and facilitate those conversations in like a play environment so that child isn't always put on the spot being asked about it you can educate in a different way without you know putting anybody on the spot hay gente a la que le encanta el McCrispy y hay gente que nunca ha probado el McCrispy pero todavía no conocemos a nadie que lo haya probado y no le guste para pa 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 dicen que traigo la suerte a todo el que está a mi lado y esa 
es mi mala fortuna. Basada en el clásico de Juan Rulfo, llega Univisión, el gallo de oro. Supongamos que la caponera puede inclinar la suerte a quien ella quiera. ¿Estás tardando en conquistarla? Con Lucero, José Ron y Plutarco Asa. Este gallo está cambiando la vida. En una historia legendaria de amor y azar. No trates de cambiarme, no lo vas a lograr. El gallo de oro, gran estreno miércoles 8 de mayo a las 9 por Univisión. I always love to understand how, especially women, uh, kind of take the the leap of going into entrepreneurship while having a job, um, and and hand, kind because of, a lot of times you're, I don't know if it's like double dipping, but you're doing both things simultaneously until you can properly like launch the other. What was your journey like to start this? Were you still working as an oncology nurse the whole time? Yeah. Like, what was that like? Yeah, so we opened, I, well, I started it when I was on maternity leave um, during the pandemic. So we were stuck inside and I had more time. The official open date was like September 2020. And then I didn't quit my job as a nurse until April 2023. So it was almost three years of doing it on the side. And, you know, it was a hard balance because... I really did love my job, but, you know, as a nurse, I was getting a lot of health anxiety and it's, you know, it's just not the best sometimes, especially when you're naturally an anxious person like me. <laughs> it was so hard to like realize as the business started needing more of my time and I would get orders coming in and I, it would start stressing me out instead of getting excited. So I'm like, when am I going to have time to do this? So it wasn't until like, April um, of last year, my husband was actually the one that said, you know what, even though we were operating at a loss at the point, so thanks to him, we took a leap of faith. But he said, why don't you just quit your job for six months and we'll see if you can make it work. And I was like, okay, I guess we could do that. We need nurses. So if it's not working out, I can find a new job somewhere else. And so we tried it and it, it took off from there. So it really, it's now something feasible and I can actually do it for my full-time job. And it, it just, yeah, I feel so lucky to be able to do this because it's so much more in line with my passion of wanting to do something creative, but still in that medical field with nursing. Look at this. And now you're pregnant. It was like, it's like all these yeah, like everything drum beat Let's talk yeah, about actually, the, the name, Mary, the butterfly oh, pig. Yeah. yeah, so the butterfly pig, it, you know, how we tie it in with the medical devices is at the butterfly pig, pigs do fly and we feel that reducing fear in medical care is not impossible. So it's this mascot, this whimsical creature that I just fell in love with a while back. So several years ago, just kind of unrelated to this business, I wanted to write a children's book about it, about a pig born with butterfly wings. And at first he feels like he doesn't fit in. And after a journey to another land, he ends up just really um, learning to love himself. And it's kind of a story of embracing differences. So I had that book written and then I opened the business and I thought, well, I that should actually be named after the book because I just love that character so much. <laughs> That's super cute. What did you learn while being a nurse, an oncology nurse? You know, I, I feel like children always teach us such deep, important lessons, especially children who are going through cancer and through, you know, all these terminal illnesses. You know, what was the biggest lessons you took from that and that you carry over to your business? Yeah, you know, the funny thing is when a lot of people would hear when I was working in pediatric oncology, the reaction is, oh, that must be so sad. But I floated to a lot of different floors in my hospital. So I've seen 
all the different pediatric floors you could work at and adult floors. And pediatric oncology is the happiest floor to be on. The kids there, they're otherwise healthy. So they are just wanting to play all the time. They're so happy no matter what they're going through. And they just want to continue to be kids. So that um, really just supports in this business that we want, even if a child is going through a, a tough medical experience, we want to give them that opportunity to play and process it through play because that's just how kids are and it's how they learn. Can you name some of the some of the items, some of the toys that you have, just so people get a sense of like, what are we talking about when we say medical devices, toy medical devices? Yeah, we do have like a whole line of feeding tube stuff. So we'll have like a G-tube that you can sew on a stuffed animal that opens. And um, we even have a little feeding pump um, that we got the license from the feeding pump company to put their label on it. So it looks really realistic. Um, and then there's a cute little feeding bag and with a cord that comes down and plugs into the G-tube and it all hangs on an IV pole. So we have really um, like interactive sets like that. And then there's also like central lines where you can put a syringe on that we have that fits on it and it connects to an infusion bag or there's bigger stuff like walkers and like halos where it's like that big neck brace with the vest we have so really we have a ton of different devices because all of our devices are made per the request of our customers so when somebody sends me a message they want to see something new we add it to our queue and we're just going from there and you know pumping out new stuff as quickly as we can wow that's wild. And do you make a specific doll that these all like fit on perfectly or are they meant to be added to like an array of dolls that are already sold? Yeah, they're meant to be added to an array of dolls that are already sold. We do have some dolls on our website, um, like the Miniland brand and there's like a mini cane brand. They're all they're like hard bodied dolls, so they're kind of easy to clean. That's why we had those and they have them available um, in a lot of diverse appearances. But we have most of our customers use them with like stuffed animals and other dolls they already own. Because um, a lot of the dolls out there, they're kind of standardized in the way that we make like our hearing aids on the headband and stuff. It They're really meant to fit um, kind of whatever you have as long as they're not like tiny. <laughs> this is like a like a match waiting to happen between like, I don't know, American Girl. There's so many brands that should just like, you know, like, I don't know, invest in your company. Like I honestly think to them it's they're unfortunately so big now it's about profitability and catering to the masses. So they don't want to invest in that one small device that, you know, that this number of kids might have. Like, I think that's why you see they do make like wheelchairs or stuff that's more popular, but I don't see those bigger companies diving in further to getting the more specific devices. I hope they do. That'd be great. Right, but right, I don't right, know. right. No, I, I hear you. I hear you. Well, I hope that like from the angle of a collaboration, I feel like there's so many brands that should collaborate with you. Um, yeah. Sorry, I can't take my business chip off I know. sometimes. Also, like, <laughs> there's also, I feel like it's such a great duty and responsibility to moms of children going through medical procedures, right? That sometimes need to help their own children explain to their peers or, or to their the friends. Siblings, the siblings. Or the siblings, yeah. right. So I feel like a lot of moms are, are so grateful for to have these available and maybe they don't even know they're available. And, and then this could really facilitate. Like you said, you don't want to use your own child as like, okay, let's use your brother or your sister as like, okay, I'm explaining to you. It's so much right. easier 
for even their own child or for the parent to use these toy devices to kind of explain to other siblings or mm-hmm. to peers yeah. what they're going through. Or even to other family members. You yeah. guys can see like a right. older grandparents being like, but I don't understand. <laughs> Here, let me lay this out for you. You know? Yeah, and I, we do have a lot of parents of um, like where they have older siblings at home and they're bringing um, home their child from the NICU. And so they're getting the matching devices. To, so their child at home has something that's safe for them to play with and learn to understand rather than going and trying to press buttons on their baby sister or brother's yeah. feeding pump. Oh, my God. That's so, so much, man. I think yeah. really parents that deal with that, we are very, very lucky that we, yeah. you know. Has there been any, any specific case, uh, Mary, that has really moved you or like, made an impact on you? That's a good question. It's unique in this business where I do get messages all the time of like just people showing their kids opening their gifts and just saying how much it's helped them. So I would say what stands out is like what I've gotten most recently. And I did have, it was a teacher, I believe, or a a speech language pathologist. We also make little AAC tablets, the assistive or alternative communication devices. So it looks like a little iPad, but it has a little screen that made bigger icons. So it says like, I want more milk food potty, like stuff you could do with a baby doll. Mm -hmm. And this teacher said that there was a nonverbal child there that they had been trying to get to use the AAC, the real AAC device for the longest time and they had no interest in it. And then after one day, they had one day of bringing out our toy, that child picked it up and started using it like it's supposed to be used while playing. And I think that really goes to show that just from a kid's perspective, play is this safe and non-threatening environment. So for them to understand and be like, oh, I know what this is. But when you hand them the real thing and they have all this pressure, they need to use it. They're like, oh, you know, it just it intimidates them. So I think that was probably what stood out most recently. Look at all that impact that you're making, Mary. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) That's awesome. Well, thank you so much for for joining us here on Motherish. Thank you for sharing your story. Thank you for waking up early when you're feeling under the weather. (laughs) What you're doing for the families who are experiencing it is really, really important work. So thank you. Thank you, Mary, and good luck with the butterfly pig. And thank you for having me on. Dicen que traigo la suerte a todo el que está a mi lado. Y esa es mi mala fortuna. Basada en el clásico de Juan Rulfo, llega Univision, el gallo de oro. Supongamos que la caponera puede inclinar la suerte a quien ella quiera. ¿Estás tardando en conquistarla? Con Lucero, José Ron y Plutarco Asa. Este gallo está cambiando la vida. En una historia legendaria de amor y azar. No trates de cambiarme, no lo vas a lograr. El gallo de oro, gran estreno, miércoles 8 de mayo a las 9 por Univision.